Welcome back to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz with another episode, and this is episode 27. And today we're going to talk about salvation. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's another episode, episode 27. We're going to be talking about salvation. We're going to be talking about everything, just a little bit of everything, the brokenness of man and how to obtain salvation. Now, I kind of remember one time and uh, I remember somebody telling me a story about how this woman would go to church and she did like all these church things and, you know, she was just heavily involved with the church. And, um, someone asked her, like, um, do you, do you feel saved? Like, uh, do you think that you're saved and stuff like that? And she said, honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm saved. <laughs> I don't think I'm saved. And I laughed because <clears throat> even though there are a lot of Christians who stand firm on what they believe, there's also some self-proclaimed Christians that really don't believe, like they don't believe that they're saved. <clears throat> You know, it's like if you go to a church and, and you're up front and you ask the whole entire congregation, do you believe that you're saved? Put your hands up. Oh, maybe a few people put their hands up and maybe others are just not too sure. And, it, you know, it just kind of makes you wonder why they feel like that. You know, it might be because of fear, because I know with the Pentecostal movement, when I was growing up in the Pentecostal movement, <clears throat> they put a lot of fear in me. You know, it was more like, don't do this and don't do that, instead of just kind of letting the Holy Spirit uh, do a work in me, you know, because I didn't understand salvation. It wasn't until I got older that I started to understand, you know, who's saving me, who's the one that's actually doing the work, you know, and I, I understood that it wasn't me, that it was up to me to be like that tax collector that Jesus spoke about and come to God and repent and say, look, Lord, I'm I'm unworthy, you know, I'm not worthy of this gift that you're giving, you know, but I'm, but I appreciate it. Like I'm, I'm a sinner. Like you just kind of just come to him with a contrite heart, you know, kind of prostrate your heart before him and um, let him know that, hey, because Jesus said that that tax collector was the one that left justified that day, you know, like he was justified, you know, um, the tax collector understood that he would not be able to gain, um, I, I wouldn't say like, in his mind, he knew that he was just unworthy, you know, he was very humble about it. While the Pharisee was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not like this tax collector. I'm glad that I tithe. I'm glad that I'm this and I do that. And I'm just the greatest thing on earth. And then, yeah, that person was not forgiven, was not justified. All right. Because obviously he was too much about what he was doing and how great he was rather than how great God is. Right. And I think that people just, if you, if you don't know the word of God, if you don't truly understand it and you're just kind of like, Hey, I know God exists. I'm scared. And all I know is that I got to go to church, uh, to be good and to do all these things so I can have access into heaven. If they don't understand that they were saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, then they're going to struggle in their, in their walk. Because they're going to always be miserable, you know. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, right? He said, my yoke is easy. Take of my yoke. My my yoke is easy. And he meant it. <laughs> His yoke is easy. But I get it because sometimes we can be, we can feel like, 
You know, like the enemy can come to us and the enemy could just say, you know, you guys are evil, you guys are this, you guys are that, and kind of try to remind you of all the negative things that you've done in the past to try to make you feel bad. You know, where God will kind of tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you know, that was wrong. Um, you know, make make that right, you know, and, and he'll tap you on the shoulder and you'll know because you don't you don't feel right about it. You feel bad about it. Right. Um, so he'll let you know, like, hey, you need to make that right. And then when you make that right, of course, you, you're you, you you get that joy back, you know, because, you know, you you've did the right thing versus the enemy who just kind of wants to hit you in the gut with it all the time and make you feel bad about the things that you've done. And and so you have people always trying to make God happy, and God has already did the work to make you happy. You know, God sacrificed his son so you wouldn't have to sacrifice yours. Remember that, okay? Remember that. And he gave a gift, a gift of salvation so that no man may boast, so that no man can say, hey, this is how I got into heaven. No, 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 no. You got into heaven because God allowed you into heaven because it was him that did the work. It was him that saved you, right? If you can save yourself, then you don't need God. You don't need Jesus. You can just, if you can save yourself, you don't need him, right? But we all know that we do need him. And ever since the garden, ever since man rebelled, there was a brokenness in man, you know, hell-bent on doing evil, like 24 hours a day just thinking about evil things to do, you know. Um, and the relationship between man and God was distorted because the mind and the heart of man was distorted, right? Our thinking wasn't, wasn't pure anymore. Our actions weren't pure. Like everything was just kind of just straight up broken. We didn't even trust God, all right? And we hated God and we were just enemies to God, until Jesus, right? Until Jesus reconciled man and God, right? He became the, that perfect mediator, right? Anyway, like, like everything I do when I start these podcasts, I love to share scripture, all right? Um, and Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. In other words, God is patient. If you ever wondered about God's patience, God is very, very patient. Because he wants everybody to be saved. The problem isn't God's patience. The problem is man's impatience. <laughs> man trying to do things on his own. Man trying to exclude God from everything. That's a problem. Okay, <clears throat> if you look of how like we're saved, you can actually go to Ephesians chapter two, verse eight and nine. And it says for by grace, grace. I mean, go look that word up. Okay, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. In other words, you believed. Right. So now God's grace is upon you. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So think about it. God is saying, hey, you didn't do this. I did this. Not a result of works so that no one may boast, okay? <clears throat> In other words, no one's going to be able to brag and boast about how they got to heaven. You need to be bragging and boasting on Jesus Christ because that's the one that saved you, all right? And if you think about what Jesus did, if you think about what God did um, to save man, you go to John 3.16. For God so loved the world. What did God do? 
God loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We are all headed somewhere after we close our eyes. After we die, we are all headed somewhere. If you believe the truth, then there's only two places. There is with God or without God. The problem with being without God is it's a place where you don't want to be. It's a place of torment. It's a place of hopelessness. It's a place. It's Think about it. God is light. And if you're far from the light, what do you have? You have darkness. You have everything opposite of God. You know, here you might get sad. Here you might cry. Here you might go through some things. And then you'll feel good later on. Down there, there is no good. That that doesn't even exist. You know, the Lord God said that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, okay? <clears throat> it's going to be a whole lot of regret. Um, and then Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it lets you know that. And there is salvation in no one else. In other words, there's no one else that can save you. For there's only, um, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In other words, no man can save you. And this is something that my Jewish brothers don't don't get because they're actually waiting for a physical Messiah rather than a Messiah that's divine, Messiah that is God, because God is the only one true Savior. So you're always going to have the devil always trying to make man believe in another man. How can someone that is broken as you save you? Doesn't exist. You have to think about that, okay? Anyway, in Romans... Chapter 10, verse 9, it lets you know, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Once that happens, God will, in, will put his spirit in you. He'll put the Ruach HaKodesh in you, and you are now sealed to the day of redemption, okay? And once again, this is just kind of like people ask me all the time, what is the difference between Jews and Christians? There is no difference. We believe the Torah. We, we, we just believe that the Torah points to the Messiah and that the Messiah is the fulfillment of everything that God wrote about. That's what we believe. You know, it's kind of crazy because I have some people like they're scared to talk to Jews. I love it. I, I have friends, man, that are Jewish. I have friends that are Muslims. Um... But I love it. And they look at me and they're like, how do you know our Bible? You're not supposed to know our Bible. You believe some other thing that we don't believe in. How do you believe? How do you know the, these things? You know, and I asked them, how do you know them? And they, the first answer is, well, we go to the rabbis. I don't go to the rabbis. It's the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God that gives you the revelation of his own word. Did not God himself say that he will write? His laws upon your heart. You know, some of them will try to tell you, they'll point you to the Talmud and they'll point you to all these extra books and these commentaries and stuff. And it's like, why do you allow such books to supersede the word of God? The word of God is telling you. Uh, because, you know, we have to explain it. Well, you, it's, it's, there's things in the Talmud that are not even biblical, you know. <clears throat> But anyway, moving forward, 
Um, let's continue talking about salvation. All right. <laughs> so it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay. Which is biblical. All right. And um, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, say, hey, the free wages of sin is death. You, like, you're gonna, what you put in sinfully, you're going to reap the harvest of that, and that is death. That is separation from God. That is, you know, to no longer exist in his presence. You, I mean, he'll be around, but you won't get the benefits of being around God, right? Like I said, you got people who are just like, I, I, I would say that there's a lot of folks that try to teach the word of God, a lot of pastors. I'm going to go ahead and be blunt about it. Um, there's a lot of pastors, man, that confuse people and don't know how to teach people about God's salvation. You know, and it makes it confuses people. It loses people. As a matter of fact, some people just like, you know what? I quit. It's just too much. I'd rather just live my life and whatever, you know? The good thing about it is, is that once you come to a saving knowledge of God, you can't lose that salvation. You can't lose it. It's with you forever. Unless you reject God and say, hey, I don't believe in this. You know, I don't believe in this. I reject your son. Like, if you do that, then you're like, oh, okay, then you never really believe to begin with because a person who believes, regardless if he gets frustrated at times, will always believe and can't stop believing. There's been many times I was like, oh, Lord, I just want to quit. And back in my early years when I'm in my 20s and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, man, I just want to quit. But I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. It was just something inside me that's like, Oh, I just I I love God. I love Jesus. Like I I can't quit. This this I love him so much like regardless of all the things that I'm going through and you know some of the hell that I go through sometimes. I mean, it's just I love you God. You are my peace. You know, you're everything in my life. And I've been through a whole lot. I've been through a whole lot. It's it's been Matter of fact, it's been a week of disappointments, to be honest with you. It's sad, you know. But, but I know that God will make right. He'll do things right and he'll put things in order. Um, and I believe, I truly honestly believe, and I just take my time. I take it one day at a time. Um, we all know that. You can't just come up and just say, oh, everything's hunky-dory in life. And like, as if you don't go through nothing, like I go through stuff. Just like everybody else goes through stuff, you know? But in John chapter 14, verse 6, all right, Jesus says to him, I am the way I am, and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God is claiming exclusivity. I am the Messiah. And if you take any other road except this narrow road, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And then if you ever if you ever uh, wondered if God ever loved you in your sins, well, just read Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, take it out, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look at that, right? 
God's salvation is so perfect, so loving, so beautiful, so wonderful. How can you not rejoice in it? How can't, oh my God, I can rejoice in it. I love it. I bathe in it. I'm just like, I'm so happy about it. Because I know that when I take my last breath, when I finally clocked out of this world, I'm going to be with him. I'm going to be happy. I don't have to worry about none of this stuff anymore, you know? But I know that for now, I have a lot of work to do and, you know, still people to help out. Um, until God says that it's time for me to go home because that's home. This isn't home, obviously. This is temporary. This is just a quick journey, you know? This is a journey, but it's, it's, it's not my forever home, right? I recommend if you're, if you're a Jew to read the new, the new Testament. It's very kosher. It's very kosher. Um, and this isn't. And it's, I'm not trying to preach to 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 anybody. I'm just saying, like, for my brothers and sisters who who disagree with me on who the Messiah is, you should read it. And then you should ask yourself: Is Isaiah fifty three is that Jesus Christ? Um, Daniel speaks of the Messiah. How the Messiah had to be cut off of the sins of his people. Cut off means to, if you ask any Jew, if you, what's cut off, they'll tell you. Hey, it means for you to be dead. That's it. Okay, well, it says the Messiah died. It also says in Isaiah that um, the Messiah was sent from above, from heaven. I don't have that verse up, but it does say it. And I don't remember where in Isaiah it is. I could look for it, though, very quickly here. And if you read it, I'll go ahead and read it. I'll use the ESV version, right? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. But that's not the verse that I want to share. Um... That's not the verse that I want to share. The actual verse that I want to share is... Sorry, you guys hear me typing on my laptop. pull this up for you guys and I don't know why I'm so adamant to bring this up anyway I found it so let's go ahead and read it we'll read the ESV version of it so it says in um, Isaiah chapter 48 verse 16 which Isaiah speaks a lot about the Messiah it says draw near to me hear this from the beginning I have not spoken a secret this is Jesus speaking this is the Messiah speaking from heaven from the time it came to be, I have been there. 
In other words, he existed alongside God. And now the Lord God has sent me in the spirit. In other words, the son is saying, hey, look, I, I, I am God who's next to the invisible God. Right. Like there's we you'll hear us say there's God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Um, the Hebrew word for one isn't Yaqid. Yaqid would be like the number one. But I believe that the word that's being used for that is Echad or Echad, if you want to say it like that, um, which means to be unified, to be one. Um, anyway, we can talk about that another day. But he's saying here, look, the father sent me. What they don't understand is that Jesus is the word of God. The word of God is actual person, is an actual person. The word of God is not separate from God because the word of God is God. But the way the way God explains about who he is, God says, hey, I exist in these three persons. And um, or these three persons share the one being that is God, right? Because God is one, right? So they share the one being that is God. And this is gonna be this can throw a lot of people off because this goes back to the whole Trinity thing. Um, or the triunity of God or the complexity of God because it's so complex. Anyway, the 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 old testament speaks of the Messiah as being divine. It doesn't speak of it as being some some mere man. All right. So we're just going to let that rest right there. And we're just going to finish up because we're just about done. I just want to go ahead and say that if you ever were confused about your salvation, the Bible is clear about your salvation. If you believe um, and you've received God's Holy Spirit, you're sealed to the day of redemption. There is no losing your salvation. There is no losing your salvation. God is not an ending giver. He's not going to give you something and take it away. He's not going to, um, you know, he, it's it's a form of saying like giving something to you or, or taking it away or like say for instance like he's just not that type of person to say here's a gift and I'm gonna take it away like that's that's not him once he gives you that gift that gift belongs to you imagine that right me giving a gift to my son and saying it's a gift that I've given to you and then like a day later it says well it's no longer a gift that I'm giving to you I'm gonna take this away from you imagine that that's not, then that's not a gift. You don't take back gifts. You freely give them, and it belongs to them. All right? So if you ever wondered about your salvation, don't wonder too much about it. Just rest, enjoy, give God thanks for your salvation, and just just rejoice. Rejoice in the salvation that God has given to you. All right? Anyway, we're just about done. And um, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. This is episode number 27. Please don't get lost in the fact or lost in, in like, you know, just kind of negative things where you are kind of like believing someone. Watch, watch who you listen to or, or, or be careful of, of who you listen to because not everybody that carries a Bible, not everybody that says they're a pastor, not everybody that says there's there's not every test them test them to see if they know what they know ask god to help you and the one thing that you should know if anything right you don't need to listen i've studied the bible a whole lot right i've read since i was young i'm talking about i think i was 10 11 years old i had my first bible all right 
And it was through the Spirit of God that I learned all everything that I know. And there's other there's other folks that I've learned from, you know, other scholars that I've learned from. But check this out. Don't believe everybody that says there's something. They just ask God to 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 guide you. But one thing that I'm gonna just go ahead and point out is that if you need to know anything at all in that Bible, if you need to know anything at all, if I was if you were to ask me what is the most important thing that I should know in this Bible, you should know that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was resurrected on the third day. And that if you believe, if you have faith and you believe, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you are indeed saved and you can rest with that alone. Okay? The thief on a cross, what did he do to enter into paradise? He told Jesus, or he asked Jesus, said, Jesus, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. What did Jesus respond on the cross? Jesus responded, on this day you will be with me in paradise. Okay. And this was the thief on a cross. He was a thief. He was being crucified because he was a thief. He was an actual thief. He, he, he wasn't a good person. But on that day, he believed. The other person that was next to Jesus, who rejected Jesus, didn't enter into paradise. Why? Because he didn't believe. He didn't humble himself. He didn't believe in Jesus Christ as being Messiah. So if you need to know anything throughout the whole Bible, I think the most, I think the place that I would recommend you to start is believing in Jesus Christ, reading about Jesus Christ, or even watching a movie about Jesus Christ. You know, they do have the chosen. And, you know, I have, there's things that I take from that and there's things that I can just leave out. You know, um, everything that's biblical I take in, everything that's not biblical I just, you know, just watching just watching a TV show, so to speak. Anyway, with that being said, you guys take care. God bless you guys. Maranatha. Well, that was episode 27. Hopefully you guys enjoyed episode 27. I'm looking forward to doing episode 28. Not sure exactly what it's going to be about. I do have a couple things I need to do. Like I'm working on the YouTube channel, working on the on the whole entire area that I'm going to be using for that. And I'll be doing both. I'll be doing the podcast on um, regular Spotify and as well as um, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, so I'll be on those and I'll still be doing those. But I'm also going to be on YouTube. I'm trying to reach as many people as possible with the Gospels and trying to give enough information to people that they can use um, to help them in their walk with Christ. Anyway, with that being said, you know I love you guys. Take care. God bless you guys. Maranatha.